Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? Daylight savings time has ended. The days are getting shorter. Less daytime, daylight out there. How was your weekend? It was great. I had a good weekend, watched a lot of football. And uh, why exactly do we still do daylight savings? And and have we not moved on from this yet? We get an extra hour in the morning and, and, and less of an hour in the afternoon. So in the Northeast, these days get pretty short. Um, so makes it tough on football weather, that's for sure. A little colder late in the day. Harder to practice, was it? Or practice was already over by then? No, it was over, but, you know, I thought always thought the hard thing when I was at the Patriots, we would play, we'd play, we'd walk in to the facility as it got later in the year, not obviously now, but let's say December, and it was dark because I'd get there about 6.15, and when I'd leave the facility, it was dark at about 4.30, 4.45, 5 o'clock. So, you know, you just those days get short. For all of us, I think we got to figure out how to stay in good moods, you know, because naturally I think when the winter comes, it gets colder, gets darker. Naturally, people get a little more sedentary. Like, we, got, how do we continue to stay healthy? You know, and, 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 you know, you feel like good moving around. That's why, I mean, part of why I love being in Florida is I feel like I can move around and be really active. So I know people struggle with the holidays because, you know, it's like you get into Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and you're not moving the same and you're eating a lot of candy and you're eating cookies and desserts and stuff. And it's easy for things to get away from us. So, you know, I think part of it is the is the is the winter time, the winter time and the cold and darkness, and that just means we want to stay indoors more and bundle up and eat a lot of shitty food. Is the story about Gronk true? He had a different idea with Gronk. Daylight savings time. Gronk told me he would turn the clocks forward just because <laughs> that's what he would want to do to go against the grain a little bit. <laughs> so Gronk he'd get there about two hours early for everything and be standing yeah. around. Gronk had a unique way of looking at life. He still does. Believe me. Everyone <laughs> goes right. Gronk goes left. You know, I would say Julian's a little bit the same, but his OCD is a little too intense. So, you know, Gronk, Gronk does things a little different. Julian is it did things exactly the same way year after year. Well, there you go. Well, well, Gronk, you know, Delta Airlines would be happy because Gronk would be at the airport early. Our program is brought to you by Delta. Delta believes in the pursuit of perfection. It's a never ending journey just as Gronk would always do. And every day provides a new opportunity to keep climbing towards that let's go moment. He had plenty of those. Turn the clocks forward and visit Delta.com to book today. How much advice did you take from Gronk? We had a lot of fun. We, I was so fortunate. You know, it's team sports, and I had these teammates that brought out the best in me, and Gronk was one of them. And I had a lot over the years, you know, I look at my life and I go, God, it's, it's amazing how many people have come into my life that I've learned from. And I think I've been, you know, even being out of football for a year to, to see, you know, and hear from a lot of different people. Oh, Tom, I watched you and I learned from you. And I think of all these guys that I've been fortunate to be around that I've learned from and that I've grown from. And it's, it's pretty amazing, you know, guys like Gronk and Julian that were younger than me that I saw that the way they approach things. And, you know, that's why I continue to play because I got to hang out with a lot of guys that were younger than me that brought a really great attitude. I was watching a lot of my Bucks teammates yesterday. They had a really tough game in Houston. And, you know, just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, you know, even Kate Otten caught a, caught a great touchdown pass. So all these guys that come in your life, man, you got to we all have a lot to learn and don't just think you can learn from the older guys, learn from the young people too, because they do keep you young. And I know Scratchy, you've had a lot of friends over the years, you know, a lot of guys that, that have impacted you in a positive way. Muhammad Ali, who's, you know, someone we talked about just 
before the start of the show. I mean, you've been able, you've been fortunate to learn from so many great people too. I find it hard to believe you being in the position you're in without you having that willingness to learn from them. Well, you got it. You learn from everybody. And I've been lucky to be around all you guys. And uh, Ali, you, you know where we get our theme music from? You know, the where? beginning of our show, Snake, play a little bit of it. that song tommy you know where this comes from no never heard of it it's called panorama man named keith mansfield wrote it ali told me he was supposed to walk into the rumble in the jungle to this music but unfortunately that night in kinsasha's Zaire, the recording didn't work so he wrote me a letter many years later uh, when he was going through things he said give this to somebody regal somebody majestic Mm -hmm. somebody worthy of greatness that displays courage defiance yet has a calmness around about them. And if you listen to this whole thing, you can Google it. Again, it's Panorama. And so that's how I chose this, this music for you, because it's cool. I think, I think you uphold his name. I think you're worthy of it. And uh, I've held it for a long time. Didn't wow. know what to do with it, but uh, it's been out there since the early 70s. What have you done with all the amazing stuff that you've kept over all these years? I know so many people have given you, I mean, you've, you know, not having children and, and, and working so hard in sports and you befriended so many amazing people. Like I've, you've told me a little bit about the things you have, but what are some of the great treasures you have? They're all in a vault. We're opening the hall of excellence. It's going to be the greatest display of all of the sports memorabilia, uh, that this country, uh, has, uh, so we can inspire kids instead of sitting in safe deposit boxes You've got your seven rings that are going to go in there, your great jerseys, the great footballs of the accomplishments that you've thrown, some of the other stuff that's gotten very famous, uh, the T-shirt that you wore uh, on that very famous uh, Combine Day. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff. We got uh, all these gloves uh, from his fights and his first robe and last robe. And, wow. Uh, Is there any Michael of those Jordan that are shoes from his first championship? Uh, we got all kinds of stuff, and we've got a lot of guys who are contributing to it who are going to allow us to display some of their greatest stuff. And it's all going into the Fountain Blue Hotel, wow. Hall of Excellence. Uh, grand opening there is in December. Yeah. And uh, our exhibit, the Hall of Excellence by uh, Fran and Jim Gray and Tom Brady and family, opens, uh, I believe, in May, grand opening. Cool. Wow. Uh, but there's just been a bunch of this stuff that, uh, you know, you've collected. How many jerseys have you traded? I mean, you've got a million jerseys from guys. Yeah, I've done a lot of jersey swaps over the years. I, I was telling someone, it was pretty interesting, you know, we you see all the jersey swaps now. and But before that, there was not a lot of jersey swaps. And you'd basically wear one jersey for the entire season. And I have a few jerseys from the, my entire, like, 2003 season, my entire 2004 season. It wasn't until probably you know, late in the year where you kept a jersey, maybe a Super Bowl jersey you'd keep. But for the most part, jerseys would go right back to the equipment manager. He'd wash them, he'd throw them in the laundry, and you'd get them back 
at your locker the next day. So it's kind of funny. You'd get after you'd, you know, you'd play a game on Sunday, it would go on the wash. You'd come in the next Sunday and you'd put the same jersey on. You're like, man, this thing feels tight. Did I gain a few pounds or did we shrink it a little bit? And I think, you know, it's interesting now because every time you go and everything fits a little bit differently because they give you a lot of new pants and new, you know, a lot of guys wear new cleats every week. And, you know, a lot of times when we were, you know, I don't know if you remember in high school football, people would wear the same stuff all season. You wouldn't even wash your pants, you know? So it's, it's just crazy the way that, you know, the Jersey swaps have come. I've, I've got a lot of great jerseys, a lot of great Jersey swaps. I tried to, you know, really prioritize kind of some different things as I've moved from all these different places, but they are really meaningful to me. And I, each of them tell a little story and this memorabilia is like, a part of our lives. And and one of the cool aspects of it, and we got to thank Peter Arnell, who's designing this, he's just a great designer, and, and the folks uh, that he has hired, and, and Jeffrey Sofer, who's putting it in his hotel, mm-hmm. uh, and and what they're doing to uh, make sure this is all curated properly and, and displayed. Anyway, Hall of Excellence is opening up next year, 2024. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by Morton's The Steakhouse, serving the best steak anywhere. Visit mortons.com for reservations at their 65 locations worldwide. So, Tom, there's an unfortunate aspect in professional football. Guys are cut every week. Practice players don't make the squad. Coaches don't return for next seasons. And coaches get fired midseason. We had one last week with Josh McDaniels. Change is inevitable in professional football. Nothing stays the same. When these changes are made, it depends on who's receiving it. Some fans are happy. Some players are happy. Some guys who've done well under that coach are unhappy. You didn't really experience this other than when Bruce Arians retired and Todd Bowles took over. But you've heard all the stories and you know what's going on across the league. What's the reaction internally when this happens? You know, I've seen a lot over the years and and there's a lot of different you know, reactions from different people. And, and I was never a part of a season where we're in that situation as a team, but a lot of teams are. So change is obviously happening every single week. Injured Daniel Jones tore his ACL, you know, it, against um, the Raiders yesterday. Guys have been lost to season-ending injuries and, and coaches now, you know, are gone. So it's just, you've got to be able to adapt and adjust and move on. And the people that step into those place, then they got to go out and they got to put you know, it's not like all the problems get solved when you when when something like that happens. You know, there people are making changes, and the team has to adapt as well as possible. When when a player leaves, coach gets fired, something happens to a family member, and you've got to adjust in your personal life. You know, there's a lot of changes, so you've just got to continue to adjust and adapt the best way possible. And you know, look, there's people that are still out there. You're on the battlefield. You're still out there going after it. You're still out there playing and you got to, you got to keep fighting to the end. And that's, that's what a true professional will always do. He'll show up and he'll give it his very best no matter what, because the reputation of the, of a player to his teammates is very meaningful. A lot of pro athletes can be very selfish and especially on team sports. And the hard part about being selfish on team sports is everyone sees it and all your teammates know when you're selfish and I never wanted my teammates to ever see that I was selfish. You know, yeah, everyone wants to do well, but I was never going to do anything to take away from the team. And, um, you know, that's what a real professional always does. Slighten it up a little bit here, Tommy. What do you think? Oh, man. Depends what you say. we, we, We scour your social media because I'm sure that you do, too, to the tens of thousands of comments and questions that you get. And we've curated a few here. 
so we're going to let the fans uh, ask you some questions here. Uh, Snake has put these together, so blame Snake. What's the <laughs> biggest difference between you and Batman? He's got a better car. <laughs> That's pretty good. Batman. How many yards do you think you could throw a pillow? <laughs> Six. That's not going to get you much employment. No, probably that. Maybe 20 yards. 20 yards. Yeah, 20 yards. Name, if you could, something that one of your kids could beat you at. Oh, my son, Benny, can crush me in video games. Like most parents, these kids can dominate their little devices. Have you ever written down a confirmation number in your life? That's cruel. Yes. Many times. Really? Yeah. Okay. Many times. Snake, you did a heck of a job curating these questions. People, <laughs> if you have could, a, people if, have a, obviously have a very different opinion of me now that I have myself. Because to think that I don't do a lot of these things is kind of, is funny to me. But I, I was, I tell you, it's, my life is quite a bit different based on football. But I mean, I was... I was very blessed. Been been a very blessed guy for sure. You grew up in a different era, Tom. But if you were forced to get a back tattoo of any other NFL player, who would you choose? <laughs> what would I get? I would get. I'd get some with Ronnie Lott, tattooing some guys. You know what I loved about him? Maybe the finger that he cut off. How about that? Is just his toughness. What a what a what a stud he was. How did we get these questions? I mean, for Snake God's sakes. Well, there's two left here. Uh, what's the most overrated fish? Tuna. tuna. I love tuna. What's overrated? Doesn't have much of a taste. Wow. Well, you got to get some good wasabi, a little soy sauce, <laughs> light sodium. You're going to those nice restaurants where you're getting all those nice foods, Scratchy. You're going out to your... Using your Mastro's cards. Absolutely. Yes. We love Mastro's. Tillman Fertitta. Yes, we do. My man, Tillman. Final thought. Well, why don't just, you go ahead and throw one at Snake? You, you ask Snake any question you want because he just, he just picked through the litter for you. Snake, what's 14 miles feel like when your stomach's a little bit upset and you're running a New York City marathon? How's that? You don't really want to know that. <laughs> A little upset. You have a little upset tummy, and you're in the middle of a long race. Good luck. Yeah, you find those porta potties nice and smelly along the way. <laughs> well, there's one other one in here. There's one other one in here that that a lot of our female listeners, I'm sure, would be interested in. Okay. What is your ideal house temperature? Seventy-one. Same same thing over here at the Grays. Seventy-one. I know. At night, I like it about sixty-six. Nice and cold. Really cold. Like a polar bear. Really cold. That's, uh, that's about what John Madden used to keep the bus, about 62. Did he? Wow, that's cold. Really cold. I've heard well, some kept great everybody John off the stories. bus, too. Yeah, I've heard some great John Madden stories lately. We got a lot of them. Hey, Tommy, thanks for your time. Great week. We got Larry Fitzgerald coming up, and we will talk to you next Monday night right here on Let's Go. Awesome. Can't wait, guys. Have a great week. Let's Go is brought to you by K Jewelers. Don't miss K's early Black Friday sale from November 10th through November 22nd. Save big on the season's best gifts before they're gone. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com for details. 
So much more with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald when we return right here on Let's Go. Stay with us on Sirius XM. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbercast. If you're listening to Tom Brady's podcast and you're thinking, I wish I knew more about the last active athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos, then boy, do we have a baseball podcast for you. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're talking about Tom Brady. No, mostly we're talking about baseball, and you should join us and download Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Let's go! Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. You know it's easy to get excited about going to the game. You just love hearing the sound of the whistle, smelling the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know Amex will be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. And folks, don't live life without C.J. Stroud. To quote an Amex old saying, looks like he's been a member for 50 years. <laughs> and he's only been in the league a few short months. 470 yards yesterday, Larry. Great, great game in a win against the Buccaneers. What's your assessment of what this young man has done? Well, Jim, I, I think you saw it early on, the way he addressed the media, the way he his teammates are just attracted to him. He's, he's magnetic in terms of his personality and guys want to be around him. Um, you know, coach Ryan's has done an amazing job of supporting him. I mean, if you would have asked me the teams that are 500 at this time of the year, Houston wouldn't even been close to being one of those teams. Um, and what he's been able to do and getting that team to, to where they are and they're competitive every single week. And I know he had the big game numbers wise, but we talked a bit about it off air, Jim. I mean, he's been consistently doing this throughout the course of the season. I mean, this is this is a bit of an anomaly in terms of how many yards and touchdowns he threw, but he's been very consistent, Jim. And, you know, it, it really bodes well for that organization in terms of free agency. Guys are going to want to come and play in Houston. They're going to want to want to play and and be on a team with a guy who can take you to the next to the next level. And um, you know, he he's special, Jim. I think he's far and away the rookie of the year. Um, you know, I know we have a lot of football to go, but you know, it's, it's it'll be hard to bet against him. You know, we see guys getting opportunities now. Used to be you wanted to put a rookie quarterback behind somebody, let him learn, let him learn the system, let him observe. Uh, and now they just get thrown right in. A lot of this is dictated by the situations are so bad and desperate that it gives a fan and the base hope, and they understand the growing pains of a rookie quarterback. But then guys come in and they perform. And what does it do to the other guys in the class when somebody starts to stand out who wasn't the top guy, who wasn't the number one pick? I don't think it does anything else to the other class. I mean, you're so focused on what you're having to do. But like when you see somebody who's able to do it at the level that C.J. Stroud is doing, you you have to notice it. You have to. But it um, doesn't put more pressure on those other organizations and the criticism that they get subjected to. I'm speaking particularly to the Carolina Panthers in this instance. Yeah, down down the road. But if you if you look at what Bryce Young achieved at Alabama in terms of the national championships, the the Heisman Trophy, playing in the SEC as opposed to the Big Ten, like there's a lot of things that people take into consideration when they're making these assessments that weigh heavily in that in that favor. Um, and, and so, like I, I don't think 
you can say it's, I think it's a bit too early for you to say that Bryce Young is, is not going to be a great player. They just haven't had the success, obviously, that, that CJ and, um, and, the, and the Houston Texans have. I think it's a little too early for that. But I mean, I'm just I just love his poise. I, I really like that. He never makes excuses. The way he talks is always an inclusive nature It's we are doing this. I'm playing for the love of the game. And, you know, I want the city of uh, I want the city of Houston to be proud of the way we compete, like the way he talks and brings community and togetherness to an organization is something that I really, really um, am attracted to. And the coach. Wow. I mean, I know, Jim, people will say it's crazy for you to say a a 500 coach at this time of the year could be considered for coach of the year. But I mean, if you would have said that the Houston Texans would be a 500 at this time of year, I bet you. The Vegas odds would have been very, very low, Jim, very low. Um, and he's just slowly and quietly has implemented all the things that he stood for as a player, and his team plays with his same identity. And you can say the same thing for for Coach Sala. You know, when Aaron Rodgers went down after the fourth play at opening week, you could have stuck a fork in him. I, I mean, there was a that that Jets fan base was so de- depleted, and every single pundit said their season was over. And he's just found a way to get these guys to continue to play. You look up in Minnesota, and you see what Coach O'Connell's done there. You know, you losing losing the best player arguably in the league, and Justin Jefferson to a hamstring injury. Um, you lose your quarterback to an Achilles injury, and those guys are still fighting their ass off every single week. I mean, so it comes down to players wanting to play hard and playing for a coach that they love and know really gives them a best chance to win. And so. Um, you know, those are those are those are teams and coaches that they're not they don't have the best records in the football. You know, these are not um, Andy Reid's. This is not um, uh, Mike McDaniel's, you know, teams that have, you know, pretty attractive records. Um, but they're teams that are competing and they're going to be in this conversation you know, as the season goes on. Do you want to be coach of the year? Do you think I do Brian not. Dable's happy that he was coach of the year last year. Is yes. Something, I, is that something a guy wants to uh, have that absolutely. moniker? Because, uh oh. Well, Jim, every you know this, you know this league, Jim. It's you go from sugar to shit real quick, Jim. And um, you know what you did last year has nothing to do with what you did um, this year and and moving forward. That's just not that's just not how it works. And you have to bring it every single year, every single day, every single week. And um, that's why I just have so much respect for guys like Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, and and Bill Belichick um, because we're not looking at a small sample size. We're looking at 20 plus years of doing this at the highest level, Jim, with multiple changes, salary cap implications. Like, it, I mean, it's so many variables and, and those guys are still able to, to do it. Um, and so you really tip your hat to greatness at a sustainable level. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald and Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. Let's Go is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. What would you call that celebration in the Raiders locker room? Last night, after they beat up on the Giants thirty to six with brand new head coach Antonio Pierce, I would say it was smoky. <laughs> it was it was smoky, a little bit different than any locker room I've ever been in, one I've ever seen. Um, but it looked like they were they were on cloud nine, you know, uh, by the by the end of that evening. So, Larry, when a coach gets terminated, like Josh McDaniels did last week, along with the general manager Dave Ziegler. You've been on teams where this has been rumored to happen, but hasn't happened. And you've seen what's happened with teams that have done it. What goes on inside a locker room? There seems to be relief by a lot of the players. Is that just because they didn't like the old system or they weren't successful with the old system or personality clashes? 
How would you assess it? Well, I would say there's a, there's always an element of of newness that happens when there's a coaching change or anything that's different um, than what you've had. And especially if what you had in the past wasn't necessarily successful. Right. And so I think there's a, there's a, there's some excitement uh, about what's, what's new. You hear a different voice, a different message. You see a guy who's played at a very high level for a long time, you know, was on the, in the college rank. So he's young, he's influential. He understands the language of the players, his younger generation. So the message is a lot different than very different. I mean, it's complete 180 to, you know, the Patriot way, I would imagine what, what coach Pierce is bringing. So I think that resonates really well with the players. I mean, but it's to be seen if this, if it's sustainable, um, they, they played well yesterday, but you know, it still takes, you know, great practice habits. It takes execution, um, you know, day in and day out to be able to sustain success in this game. And, uh, you know, I don't think you can just go off of pure emotion and adulation to be able to carry you through the rest of the season. So what happens in the few short weeks? Because you were there and you said, watch out for this Raiders team. You saw them when they played the Packers. You said, they're really sneaky. Mm-hmm. So what happened from from that to where we are? Well, I mean, they they play well against the Packers. They won that game on Monday night. But if you look at, you know, from a skill position, you know, you know, they they have arguably the best receiver in the game. Josh Josh Jacobs is uh, unbelievable talented back with running and receiving. Max Crosby is, you know, right in the conversation for defensive player of the year. I mean, they they have unbelievable talent coupled with, you know, dominant dog type leadership and those players. Those players play with the with the with with the nastiness that's required to to have success for a long time. And so like, you know, those, those leaders you see are, are starting to merge, you know, Max yesterday had three sacks and, uh, and Jacobs was dominant, you know, performer on the offense. And so when those key players with the largest voices are able to play at that, that level is galvanizes the locker room. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really curious to see, you know, if they'll be able to sustain it, but you know, they, they have an immense amount of talent. I've always thought that, you know, when they were putting this team together. As we stay in that same division, Kansas City Chiefs, they kind of just win. Just win, baby, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They're going to steal the moniker from, from the Raiders. <laughs> but yeah. it's not pretty. wasn't pretty no. yesterday over in, in Germany. Uh, I'm talking about their performance. The fans over there were spectacular. They just had an awful lot of fun, and it looked like, looked like they were playing in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, they had so many fans there. But uh, the Chiefs just aren't kind of hitting on all strides. Uh, and their defense, surprisingly, seems better than their offense. Yeah, Jim. I mean, it's when I watched the game. I got up early yesterday, like like most everybody, and watched the game. It, it wasn't a distinct, you know, performance, right? They, they didn't, they weren't clicking all all cylinders. But you know, at the end of the game, I mean, they had more points than the Dolphins, and you know, they caused turnovers. And not only they caused turnovers, but they scored points off of those turnovers. And you know, they, they just they just made less mistakes again. And but it's not. It's not the same Kansas City team that we've seen in the past. You know, Mahomes throwing it for 350 every single week, multiple touchdowns. Like, that's what we've become accustomed to. And I think it it really shows you just how good of a team this is because they can win in a multitude of different ways. You know, they can hang it on the defense or they can go out there and, and throw it around and, and, and Mahomes go crazy. They can win it, you know, multiple different ways. I just think that that is a, a great sign for things to come because they're winning these games without playing their best. So it's really scary to think when they start playing, you know, really high quality football, you know, what they can look like. It was great to see Travis Kelsey, you know, become an all time leading receiver in Kansas City Chiefs history. I mean, like when you watch these great players as a child, like Tony Gonzalez, I think like these, these records will never be broken. 
And then Travis Kelsey comes right along behind him and, and does something extraordinary like that and in less games in a shorter period of time. And like it, it's just amazing the talent that continues to come through this league and, um, you know, make this this game so great. And and I agree. I mean, the fans in Germany got a chance to to witness another football game. I think we should do multiple games in Germany, that energy and that place. I mean, I, I remember last year when when Tom was leaving the field, I mean, that stadium was full with nobody on the field after the game. It was like they were waiting for the next game to come on. I mean, they just couldn't get enough of of the of the game. And I just think it shows you just Country how... Country roads take me home. John yeah. Denver, they're singing. Sweet I Caroline. I mean, I they didn't want to leave a half hour they, afterwards. They did not want to leave, Jim. I mean, we got, we got to do more over there in Germany. We got to give them what they want, man. We got to give them some more <laughs> games. <laughs> well, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Fitz, as always, appreciate your time. Great perspective and insight. And we will talk to you next week on Let's Go. All right, brother. Thank you. Hope you have a great week and look forward to next week. That's the great Larry Fitzgerald along with Tom Brady. Our thanks to our great producer, Dave the Snake Hagan. And we congratulate him on running the New York City Marathon yesterday. Did it in three hours and 44 minutes. Great feat. We're all proud of you, Snake. Thanks to our sponsors, Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Casamigos Tequila, Morton's The Steakhouse, and TB12 Sports. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. Listen to the full version of Let's Go every week on the SiriusXM app, included with all SiriusXM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. Now for Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, I'm Jim Gray. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on SiriusXM. Serious XM Podcasts.